Welcome to Sunshine Studios, home of the Steve Piasecki Podcast. Dead Stripper is the first book in the Steve Piasecki series. But a word of caution before you continue. Dead Stripper contains explicit content, such as strong language and the depiction of graphic sex and violence, including murder. Therefore, this podcast might not be suitable for all audiences. Forewarned is forearmed. And now, into Chapter 21 of Dead Stripper. When Jess pays a visit to Margot to reconcile their differences in regard to Steve. Then Jess keeps her meeting with Bernie to file her deposition. Scene 82. Less than an hour later, at the Radcliffe House Apartments on Conestoga Road in Bryn Mawr. Picture any three-story garden complex in a tree-lined suburban community, and you're looking at Radcliffe House. Jess parks her car, gets out, and heads straight toward the entrance. Scene 83. Inside the lobby, she punches a button and waits for a response. Half a minute passes, then Margot's voice comes out of the intercom. Who is it? Me. What the fuck do you want? Something happened. Please let me in. Scene 84. Two minutes later, Margot opens the door to her apartment. She's wearing a white tank top and pink bikinis. Talk fast or I slam the door in your face. The cops arrested Steve. Come in. I don't need a scene like last time. She pivots, then retreats into the living room. Jess follows. Scene 85. Gray sectional sofas are arranged in a U pattern with a glass coffee table in the middle. The coffee table sits on top of a blue and burgundy oriental throw rug. Two stainless steel lamps and two potted palms provide access. Jess and Margo remain standing. I was in bed with Steve this morning, Jess says. So, you came here to brag? No, that's when the cops knocked on his door and arrested him. Whoa, whoa, back up a little. Then start with spending the night with him. I spent the last two nights with him, and the same thing happened yesterday. What's it all about? It's a long story. Coffee? Coffee's the last thing I need. Then follow me. I got just what the doctor ordered. Margot leads Jess straight to her wine rack. She picks out a bottle, then uses her best French accent. Chateau La Prague Côte de France. You and your French. Sorry about saying you went to stupid fucking art school. Forgiven. While Margot corkscrews the bottle open, Jess locates two wine glasses and sets them on the counter. Then Margot fills both glasses. Jess lifts her glass and sniffs the bouquet. Well, plum, sharp smeller, plum along with a few other fruits beside grapes. They tap glasses, then sip the wine. Tastes good, Jess says. Now let's get down to business. Margot leads Jess back toward the living room. Scene 86. Margot sits on one of the sectionals, and Jess sits across from her. On the night I met Steve, Jess begins, right before he picked me up, he picked up a stripper. When you say picked up, with Uber, he was driving. He picked her up a strip club on Columbus Boulevard and drove her home. Okay, got it. Keep going. The next day, they find the stripper dead. What the fuck? Did he kill her? God, no. She od But he's the last person seen with her while she was still alive. So they think he supplied the drugs that killed her. So he's a drug dealer? God, no. They questioned him and released him that time. What were you doing while all that was going on? Hiding in the closet the first time. What about the second time? I hid in the closet again today. But then I heard them start searching his apartment. 
I didn't want them to find me hiding in the closet. I thought it might look suspicious, like I was guilty of something. So I got dressed and left. And they didn't stop you? I slipped out while they were looking the other way. So he's in jail now. No, he's out on bail. I picked him up after his arraignment and drove him home. But then all we did was bitch at each other. About what? This, that, and the other. In the middle of all this, Artie calls and offers me a job at a new place he's opening across the street from Kelly's. I saw the construction. Place looks nice. So what were you two bitching about? I saw this house in Drexel Hill, a rental. You know, when I ran over to see Artie. And I liked it. So I wanted Steve to take a ride with me and take a look at it. You wanted Steve to look at a house with you. A man you've known for less than a week. Jess takes out her cell phone, makes a few clicks. Actually, I've known him for 137 hours. Do you have an app keeping track? Sort of. God damn. You've known the man for a whole 137 hours. And you expect him to commit. You're not funny. I'm not trying to be funny. But you have to give a man at least 150 hours to commit. Everybody knows that. Still not funny. Don't take this wrong. Margot looks Jess dead in the eye. You're my best friend, and I love you like a sister. But, but he fucked you one night, he fucked me the next night, and now he's back to fucking you again. Is he really the kind of man you want to spend the rest of your life with? Scene 87. An hour later, at Wald, Riley, and Rosenbaum Law Offices on Veterans Square in Media. Bernie's office is right across the street from the courthouse. Jess arrives for her appointment five minutes early and enters the building. It's now after working hours, so the lobby's empty. Jess! Bernie's voice calls out. Thank you for being punctual. Jess walks down the hall. In case I forget, thanks for all you're doing to help Steve. I just hope we can mitigate the situation. Bernie takes Jess by the elbow and leads her into his office, then to a chair in front of a huge desk. Make yourself comfortable. Jess takes a seat. You just made it sound, she says, like it looks bad for him. This case is confusing. While it seems like no evidence exists and no witnesses exist to any wrongdoing, the prosecution is proceeding. So your testimony could be very important. So I'm going to be a witness? It all depends on what you tell me right now. So, with your permission, I'm going to record our conversation. That's why I'm here. Bernie presses a button and starts recording. So, according to Steve, he picked up a rider at the Tapas Club on Columbus Boulevard and transported her home to her residence in Media. He then claims he picked you up for his next ride. That's right. Had you two ever met before? No. But you have since consummated a relationship. Is that correct? Yes. Pretty fast work from complete strangers to boyfriend and girlfriend in the blink of an eye. What can I say? It was love at first sight for me. I offered to buy him a drink. We stopped, had that drink then, and we and we had sex that first night. Where did these drinks take place? At the Black Horse Tavern. It's a little bit outside of Phoenixville. Is there anyone who can verify that? We both spoke with the bartender. In fact, we introduced ourselves that night, so he should remember, both of us. Plus, we left a big tip. And that's the end of Chapter 21. Join us next time when Steve gets back home with his new computer. My friend stops over and they order takeout. Jess drops in and joins him. Then Steve burns the midnight oil, rewriting A Taste for Revenge. Thanks for being here. Until next time, see you.